Hello, I'm Bob Bragdon, and you're listening to CSO Executive Sessions. CSO Executive Sessions is a twice-monthly podcast produced by CSO and IDG. Each episode, we sit down with leading security and risk executives to get their take on the challenges faced by their organizations. Today, we're on the line speaking with Jerry Roberts, Director of Corporate Security at Bristol-Myers Squibb, a global biopharmaceutical company focused on discovering, developing, and delivering innovative medicines for patients with serious diseases. Before joining Bristol-Myers Squibb, Jerry spent nearly 21 years with the FBI, retiring as its Assistant Director and Chief Security Officer. He began his career in government service with the U.S. Department of Justice in 1996. Jerry, thanks for joining us. It's great to speak with you again. Thanks, Bob. Great to be here. Appreciate the opportunity. Sure. I've spent, or I've really, I've been looking forward to our discussion because we seem to be entering the age of convergence again. I don't even remember back, you know, in the early 2000s, there was this big move in security to combine IT and corporate security under the same kind of single risk umbrella with a CSO in charge. And that's kind of the way it was when we started CSO back in 2002. That kind of fell out of favor for a while, but man, I'm seeing a lot of businesses start to put this back together in their organizations, you know, right for some, not for others, but I think it's an interesting time we're heading into right now. Can you tell us a little bit about your role at Bristol-Myers Squibb and your background? Sure. So as you mentioned, uh, I'm the director of corporate security. So in that role, I'm the global head of investigations. Um, And I also lead our insider risk program. So um, prior, that also incorporates the cyber, but to your point, that incorporates the cyber investigations. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, which which is a critical part of what we're doing right now. Uh, prior to joining BMS, uh, as you mentioned, I was a 20-year veteran with the FBI, uh, where I ended up as the head of security uh, for the FBI, responsible for protecting uh, people, facilities, and our information globally. I did Great. have that, again, to your role, to your point. Um, I did have the CISO under me uh, in that capacity mm-hmm. until we rolled it out under the CIO's shop. Um, as I, I was also in a previous role in the FBI, I ran the FBI's counterterrorism financing investigations, which required me to interact a lot with the financial sector in providing critical intelligence um, with regards to what we saw as threats, both internationally as well as domestically. Uh, and then uh, lastly, uh, uh, another role I had in the FBI was I was an executive champion for diversity and inclusion. And, and that's one of the main factors that brought me to BMS. Um, is they have a fantastic diversity inclusion program. I've, in my short time here, I've been able to participate in many events global, you know, virtually, um, <laughs> where, we, where we are um, helping youth understand the, uh, not just the opportunities in STEM, but also in, in the security field. So hopefully mm-hmm. uh, I've co-opted a few high schoolers to uh, realize the advantages <laughs> of, of, uh, of uh, a career in the security field. That'd be fantastic. I was just looking at some stats from some research we did and the aging of the population of security at the executive level is I hadn't seen it like that since probably 15 years ago. And it was an area of concern back then because we would look and we'd say, there's a lot of people 55 and older and there were a bunch of people 40 and under and there was this big gap in the middle. And now we're starting to see that gap emerge again, which is a little concerning. Yeah, well, and I, 
you know, myself and a lot of my colleagues joined the FBI in the mid to late nineties and we're all coming up on retirement. So you're going to see, <laughs> you're going to see a surge of, <laughs> of the govies coming over to private yeah. sector. <laughs> uh, tell me a, bit, a little bit about how the pandemic changed the security landscape for you and the challenges that you face. Sure. I think yeah, it's a great question. I don't think it's unique to BMS, right? I think it's what we're all facing, not just in the private sector, but also in the public sector. Um, we have many, many of our personnel are working from home, just like we're seeing across the country and across the, the globe. Um, and that is unique challenges that even though many companies may have had work from home opportunities in the past, we haven't seen the numbers of people working from home. Mm -hmm. and, and I think that creates unique challenges um, with regards to how secure is our data, how secure uh, are our systems with everybody working from home. Um, so I definitely think that that's, uh, that's something that's uh, certainly emerged um, where we're putting a lot more resources um, into, into protecting, obviously, uh, our systems, our information, and, and a lot more resources in educating our employees that maybe didn't... Uh, have to worry about securing information themselves and relied on the company mm -hmm. to do so. And having to do it in a home environment now too. I mean, that's a whole different ball of wax. I mean, when you're in the office, you know, you control that environment. Uh, right. You know, you and I have talked about that, right? I mean, in a cyber sense, you control it in your workplace, but when you, you know, in a physical sense as well, suddenly you're outside the walls of the, of, you know, the corporate office and you're in somebody's house and, you know, who knows what's going on. <laughs> right. Not just, it's not just the cyber data, right? It's the paper too, right? Is, yeah. is all the information that we have out there and, and securing that, right? Yep. Um, what kind of risks are you generally addressing today? Sure. Uh, obviously, it's uh, not surprising. I'm going to say cyber is paramount, right? And, mm -hmm. and basically for that, for the reason we just spoke about, um, what we're seeing, uh, you know, the, our adversaries and not just nation states, but also criminal organizations are, are very active. I think they're also working from home. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so, <laughs> so, so they're very active and, and, and relentless. Um, so, so we're, we're seeing that's not unique to the pharmaceutical industry by, by, by no means whatsoever. Um, that is one of the things that we continuously to make sure that we are uh, educating our workforce and, and reinforcing uh, those protections. Obviously, the, you know, the, the physical threats have, have minimized a little bit because we don't mm -hmm. have that many people um, right. in, in our location. So that's a, that's a bonus. Um, and so there's a trade-off, right, where we're seeing mm -hmm. a, um, a decline in one area. We're seeing certainly a sharp increase in the other area. And then the other, obviously, concern that we're, we're mindful of is just the civil unrest that we're seeing, mm -hmm. not just here in the United States, but also globally, um, and making sure that... Uh, our employees and our facilities are, are safe as, as, so we're monitoring that as well. Mm -hmm. So uh, as you mentioned, you're new to the private sector after many years in government service. One of the greatest challenges we see in business is balancing risk and business opportunity. Um, at the FBI, I might imagine that the challenges around balancing risk and mission. How do you keep out of the way of the business or the mission without exposing your organization to undue risk? Yeah, that's a great, uh, that I'm still learning. I don't have any, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, working on that. <laughs> I'm working on that. Um, you know, I think the unique thing, not, not necessarily everyone, but generally and when you're in the government, everybody's mindful of the mission, 
right? right. And, and mindful, regardless of what position you hold in the government, you're, you're mindful of what the mission of your agency is, right? You remind the old JFK NASA story, right? Where he runs into a janitor in the hallway and what do you do here? And the janitor says, I'm putting a man on the moon. Right. So, so there, right. There's, there's just that common knowledge of what your mission is, regardless of what your position is. Um, I don't think that's the same in, in the private sector in the fact that um, there's many entities within an organization, again, not unique to BMS. There's many entities that are, that have their own goals and objectives. Um, and, and rightfully so, you know, ignorance is bliss. They're, they're, they're safe and protected um, themselves as well as the information that they handle. And so I think we're, we're um, you know, kind of behind the scenes more so in the private sector than, than we are in, in the public sector. And so one of those things are ensuring that you are continuing to protect your people and your information and your facilities without becoming an impediment. And I think the key to that is, is showing that you're an active player and, and partner in it and that, mm-hmm. that we have the same goals and whether it's research and development or some other aspect that, that our, our mission in security is to protect them and, and their jobs. Mm-hmm. And collectively our mission obviously is to, to support our patients. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's interesting. Cause I, for many years, I would ask a question when I'd have a panel of CISOs and I'd say, you know, what's your biggest risk? And they'd tell me what their risks were. And I'd say, now, if I went and asked your, head of sales or your head of finance or your general counsel or your CEO or your chairman of the board, what the biggest risk is, would I get the same answer? Right. And almost yeah. you would never get the same answer. No. They all agree because everyone's priorities, everyone's viewpoint is different. They all have their own area that they own right within the business. And so, right. yeah, that's interesting. So as we're speaking, it's National Cybersecurity Awareness Month here in the U.S. I'd like to get your unique take on what you see as the greatest cybersecurity challenge facing the nation today. Sure. I, I look at it, when you're talking cyber, I look at it twofold, right? I, lo- I look at it external and internal. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the external, what I look at is obviously our greatest challenges, and I touched on it a little bit earlier, is, is the relentless actions of our adversaries, whether mm-hmm. that is nation states, whether that are criminal organizations, or even economic espionage, where it's competitive. Sure. Uh, espionage. Um, so, so the, from that perspective, when I look at, at, at the greatest challenges, that's, you know, they're always adapting, right? And mm-hmm. so we need to always adapt. There's no, there's no stagnant when you're talking about right. uh, cybersecurity. Right. Um, the internal piece to it, I think the greatest challenge is education, uh, to your mm-hmm. point, right? Um, if you ask any one of those players that you just rattled off, what are our greatest cybersecurity risks? you're probably not going to get it, right? They might say mm-hmm. printing, <laughs> not being able yeah, to right. print. <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, how do I get, how do I, how do I duplicate this? And uh, how do I move data? And so I think that education piece is, is really key, especially the work, what we're doing, working from home and in the new normal, right? And who knows what tomorrow, next month, next year will mm-hmm. bring um, as far as what, what the landscape is when we're seeing the number of people that actually are physically located in an office space versus continuing to work from home and what, what those, uh, what that breakdown is. So what I see is, you know, that education piece is key because they're um, in, in my short time in the private sector. And even in my experience in, in government sector is uh, when we talk about insiders, everybody obviously focuses on the malicious insider 
and the one that's right. willfully trying, but there's often the unwitting insider and they're the mm -hmm. ones that, you know, just simply don't know in many cases what they're doing and the risk that they are uh, bringing to themselves as well as the company. So that it, say it enough is really what's key. And, and when you talk to people and, under, and explain to them the risk um, to the company as well as to themselves, it doesn't have to be on a Zoom call. You can see the light bulb, right? And as far as people responding and understanding what they what they mean. Obviously, everybody mm -hmm. locks their door. They know everybody knows physical security, but not everybody uh, knows about locking down their router, so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, yeah. That's great. Um, so, Jerry, talk a little bit about where you think security could be improving and doing a more effective job than maybe it is today. Sure. I was not a career security person in my career in the FBI. I was mm -hmm. a career counterintelligence and counterterrorism, primarily counterterrorism, uh, mm -hmm. investigator and leader um, for a vast majority. Nearly 80% of my career was counterterrorism. And um, in the last few years of my career is when I transitioned over to security in the FBI. And so the benefit of that is I brought with me that operational experience, that intelligence and operational experience. So I always like to look at it from a different perspective. And, and I think where a couple things where I look at and, and having been in that previous experience, having always served on a task force with partner, partner agencies, um, it brings, I brought that with me to this, to this position and to my last position in the FBI. Mm. And so I think the partnerships are key. And I think this is where security and certainly across the board, not, not specific to BMS, but across the board, we can do better, is that partnering with other, other partners, the internal partners I'll start with. Um, you know, looking at those partners that aren't historically security partners, um, right. right? And so obviously the, the obvious one that we always talk about is human resources, um, mm -hmm. where, where we may have competing interests. Right? <laughs> One wanting to bring people in the door, the other one wanting to keep people outside yeah. the door, right? And, 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 and finding that commonality uh, and, and coming together where it's a shared purpose, uh, mm -hmm. where, where there's a mutual beneficial partnership there. I think that's key. Um, one of the other unique things that I, that I brought with me to BMS is the emphasis on wellness in security. I don't think we often think about wellness and, and the health of our employees as, mm -hmm. a, secure, as a security function. Um, but I say that because to me, if you look at you know, best in class insider risk programs, I think there's a wellness aspect to many of those. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, if your employees are, are well and healthy and safe, it, it, it's just gonna minimize your insider risk. Uh, right, potential, right. right? Um, Plus, you know, I think what it does by, by partnering with medical professionals and focusing on wellness programs, what it does, it, it dispels that myth of a big brother watching corporate yeah. security yeah. only coming in, right? If all you have is a hammer, then everything's a nail, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. and, and, and always coming in. And if we are able to show that we're a, a partner in the wellness and safety of our, of our personnel, it, it, it breaks down those walls. It, and then the benefit of that is people are more likely to come to security when they have concerns, um, mm -hmm. when they want to raise concerns. So, so it, it, you know, it's almost, uh, you know, tearing back the curtain and seeing the wizard, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and showing that, that we're, we're really there to protect our people. And when we say protect, we mean holistically protect our people. Mm -hmm. That's great. All right. Final question for you. 
what's the best career or leadership advice you've either received or given? Oh, I got a lot. <laughs> I, I love I love leadership. I read books on it. Half these books that I have in my in my office are about leadership. Um, but I, I can tell you two, two things come to mind um, when you ask that question. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you two answers. So um, for one is the, the the best career advice received. Um, I received that from my mom when I was in college, and my mom passed. So bless her soul. Um, she said, "Do what you love." Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, at the time I was, I was an economics major undergraduate. And, and so I was about to go on wall street and make a lot of money. And, uh, <laughs> and, and I thought, Oh, that's nice. You know, do what you love. Um, it was such a simple guidance and so true though. Right. Because if you do what you love, it shows, mm-hmm. it shows in your speech, it shows in the actions, it shows in the way you deal with people and interact with people. And that passion of what you're doing, what you love is contagious. Mm-hmm. And, and that your team will see that they'll feed off of it. Um, and, and, you know, it just naturally brings people and teams together. So from a career advice, I'd say, do what you love. Yeah. Um, from a leadership advice uh, is, is another one. One that I've given often is I'm not sure if you're familiar with the story of Travis Mannion, uh, a U.S. Marine. That, that I am, but I can't remember what it was. Travis Mannion, uh, the, the Travis Mannion Foundation does great work. Um, and, and so <laughs> Travis uh, tragically was killed in action overseas. And, and mm-hmm. he lived his life by the mantra of, if not me, then who? Yep. And so I brought this to the team, several teams that I've led in, in the FBI. And, and I brought this to my team here at BMS. The, if not me, then who? Ethos. I will never yeah. ask you to do anything that I wouldn't do myself. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I will ask you to do uh, what's best for the team. Mm-hmm. And so that, to me, that is the most simple leadership guidance you can give someone. Um, mm-hmm. And then to exemplify it each and every day of your life. Um, so that if not me, then who is probably, I think, the best leadership advice I give uh, and have given to people. That's fantastic. Yeah. Thanks for listening to this episode of CSO's Executive Sessions. We've been speaking with Jerry Roberts, Director of Corporate Security at Bristol-Myers Squibb. Jerry, it was great to catch up with you and thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. CSO Executive Sessions shares the expertise and insights of leading security and risk executives. To learn more about how security and risk leaders are addressing today's dynamic risk environments, make sure to visit us at CSOonline.com. And be sure to catch future CSO Executive Sessions by subscribing to this podcast on CSOonline.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time for CSO 90G, I'm Bob Bragdon. This podcast is produced by IDG Communications Incorporated.